which were gradually replacing the old open fields. My grandfather had bought it from the loot he had gained in the French wars, and it would be less true to say that he owned it than that it owned him. The work, the care of the soil, the state of the crops and the prices were as much ingrained, as much part of his mind, as the brown earth itself, which was embedded in the cracks of his hands, the creases of his neck, the pores of his skin. Perhaps because he had married late in life, he had but one child, my mother. My grandparents' embitterment may have started with that disappointment, for to land-loving people, a son is a necessity. They made the best of a bad job, and at an early age betrothed her to the son of a neighbour named Bowyer. They planned that he would be as a son to them and work the farm when their feeble time came. Before the marriage took place, my mother had disappointed them again by getting herself with child. Young Bowyer denied all responsibility and backed out of the contract, and my mother, with a stubbornness hard to credit, refused to name any other man. It is as difficult to believe that in this matter she defied that terrible old man, that grim old woman, as it is to believe that she was once a pretty girl. I never saw her other than meek and timid, as hard-working and patient and almost as dumb as our overworked mare, old Jenny. By the time I was of an age to notice her, she seemed like an old woman herself, stooped and bent by burdens, thin and anxious of face, her hair and skin a uniform greyish-brown colour. In resigning themselves to this second disappointment, My grandparents had used her hard. Disgraced and unmarriageable, she could still be useful, and I, when I was born, could be useful too. My earliest memory, that is the first moment when I became aware of myself as I, is concerned with a stumble, a broken egg, and a clout from my grandmother's hand. I have argued the business of this awareness of oneself as a person with Walter. I believe that is what he calls the soul, the part which never dies. In that case, surely it would be born with one. And I certainly was old enough to walk, however unsurely, by the time when it dawned on me that I was I. I believe that this awareness grows with the years, that we cherish it, so that even such a small individual thing as a dislike of onions becomes important, a part of us. And in the end, we cannot bear to think that death can put an end to this, I, this wonderful and unique thing. Therefore, for comfort and assurance, man chose to believe in God and everlasting life, even though it meant believing also in hell. Walter says that even the heathen Turks know better than that. Mother and I led miserable lives, but I at least was so ignorant of any other condition that I was not troubled by any comparison. To me it seemed natural enough to rise very early, work all day, to be shouted at and slapped, to get the worst of the food my grandmother's careful housekeeping set on the table. As I grew older, I did regret that I was not stronger and had been cursed with a kind of fastidiousness. Sometimes, straining at a heavy task, I would turn dizzy and lose consciousness for a while, and often, set to some disgusting task, I would vomit. 
No allowance was ever made for these frailties. The work must be done, the lost time made up. Mother was the only one who ever pitied me. She sometimes whispered that she would finish a job for me, but as I grew and realised how heavily burdened she was already, I hesitated to add to her load. My grandmother's attitude towards what she called fancies was shown once for all when I was very small. My piece of meat, one dinner time, gave a little heave, and turning it over I found the underside all a-crawl with maggots. Already wise in the ways of my small world, I said nothing. I simply left the meat. But she noticed, and asked why I was leaving the good food. I showed her the maggots. She lifted the slice and roughly brushed the creeping things onto the floor, crushing some in the process and smearing them into the meat. No eater, she said. And such was